I know y'all are thinking, man, this guy just, he, he's a whole lot. I am a whole lot. Uh, but if you can, you can do me one more favor. Praise God for your pastor. Praise God for your ministry and your worship team. Uh, but, but, but hear me, the only one who deserves any praise, honor, and glory is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So come on, can you do me one more favor? Can you just stand and give our King a round of applause? He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Praise the Lord. All right, if you have your Bibles, let me see your Bibles. Throw your Bibles in the air. Wave it at me like you really do care. If you know the Word of God is in it, everybody say. Everybody say. Oh, yeah. Okay, very good. It is 12.07, and the service is over at 12.30. So stretch your hands toward me and say, help him, Jesus. And I do have an assignment. I got to get back to our church. Uh, Pastor Zinzo, I said our church. And Jubilee is not my church. It's our church. Because we are the body of Christ. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, we are the body of Christ. Turn to your neighbor and say, we can do more together than we could ever do apart. Praise the Lord. Turn with me in your Bible. really quick to Daniel chapter number 3. Daniel chapter number 3. How many of you in this room have heard or you've read the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and the bad Negro? That, that, that was his nickname. And raise your hand if you've heard the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and the Bendigo. Praise the Lord. I'm not going to read the entire story, but I'm just going to jump around to the important parts for the sake of time. In Daniel chapter 3, we pick up the story at verse number 1, and I'm going to jump around. You've got to follow me, and I believe that some of my points will be on the screen if I can get to them. Before we read the word, let's just pray this simple prayer together. Say, Dear Lord, open my eyes, unstop my ears, prepare my heart. To receive a word from you. I'll never be the same again because of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold 90 feet high and 9 feet wide and set it upon the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. He then summoned the satraps, prefabs, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials to come to the dedication of the image that he had set up. So the satraps, prefabs, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials assembled for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and they stood before it. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, this is what you are commanded to do, O people, nations and men of every language. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zathir, the lyre, the harp, the pipes, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Whoever does not fall down, turn to your neighbor and say, whoever does not fall down. Whoever does not fall down in worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. 
So we know that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they decided they were not going to bow down. And then they had some haters and some people. Anyone have any haters in here? You got some people that are always in your business. Turn to your neighbor if you're sitting next to a hater. I'm just joking. Don't turn to them. You may get in trouble. But, but people always in your business. They kind of said, they came up and they were like, listen, king, you know what I'm saying? Shadrach, Meshach, they ain't doing what you, what you, what you told them to do. And, and so then here we pick the story up here in Genesis, I mean, Daniel chapter 3, verse number 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and the bad Negro replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not bow down. We will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up before us. King Nebuchadnezzar got even more upset. He was like, all right, I gave you a chance. I gave you one chance. I gave you two chances. Now I'm, I'm getting upset now. So he told his people to, to turn the furnace up even seven times. Holler, turn your name and say seven times. And he, 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 he told some of his men, his strong men, to, to tie them up and to bring them to the, the furnace. Look at verse number 24. Then King Nebuchadnezzar, because they, they threw them into the furnace, and then all of a sudden, verse number 24, King Nebuchadnezzar leapt to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that were tied up and we threw into the fire? They replied, O king, he said, look. I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like the son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, pay attention, Big G, servants of the Most High God, Big G, come out, come here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors cr crowded around them and saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair on their head singed, their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Someone say, wow. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise be to God, big G, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angels and rescued his servants. They trusted in him, defied the king's command. And were willing to give up their lives rather than to serve or worship any god, little g, except their own god, big g. Therefore, I decree that people of any nation, language, who say anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, wow, they will be cut into pieces. And their houses will be turned into piles of rubber for no other god can save in this way, then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and the bad Negro in the province of the Babel of Babylon. Here's the title of my message this morning: "Through the Fire." Turn to your neighbor, say, "Through the Fire." I don't know about you, but but I've come to know Jesus in a very real way. 
I'm for almost 45 years old. I've been I've been saved my whole life, but I've I've gone through some things. Anybody in here? You be, you you grew up in church, but you went through some things and you fell away. But 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 don't you know that that God has preserved you? <laughs> that that's why you should raise your children in church because the Bible says if you raise up your children and and teach them the way that they should go when they get old, they will not depart from it. Is there anybody in here you departed for a little while, but the anointing and the power of God has pulled you right back in praise the Lord I've gone through some fire I've gone through some troubles I've gone through some adversities in my life your your pastor has gone through some trials he's gone through some adversities he's gone through some challenges in his life and 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 I've come to know Jesus in a a very real way I I, I thank God uh, uh, that 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 I know him because I know the word and 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 I've I've read the word and I I I, I thank God that that God delivered Moses when he stood at, at the Red Sea and I, I thank God that, that 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 he delivered Joshua as he stood in front of a Jericho wall I, I thank the Lord that he saved David as he was standing in front of a Goliath and and he kept Esther to bring about peace in a kingdom for such a time as this but, but I'm looking for an army of intercessors I'm looking for a church I'm looking for an army of believers that can stand in the midst of a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That can stand in the face of a King Nebuchadnezzar. I'm looking for a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego anointing that will come upon a generation that will say, I thank you that you delivered Moses. I thank you that you delivered Joshua. I thank you that you delivered David and Esther and Gideon and Ruth. But now I'm standing in a place where I am facing the fire. I'm facing a challenge. And what I need right now is I need an anointing like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Is there anybody in this room that right now you may be facing a fire, you may be facing a challenge, you may be facing an adversity. It's not like the ones you faced in the past. I want to prophesy to someone that if he delivered you before, he will do it again. If he blessed you before, he will bless you again. If he healed you before, he will heal you again. And I hear in the spirit, Pastor Zinzo, I hear an anointing of open doors. Can you open the doors in this church? Is it, can you open these doors? Is it okay if you open these doors? Just open these doors. I want you to see something in the spirit. Just open that door. Just open it. Just open that door. Open that door. I, I prophesy to someone in this room that there, there is more for you than against you. And, 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 and many times when you think of a challenge that you're going through, you only think that there's only one way out. And I'm here to tell you that there are many doors. That the doors are open for you. And God is going to make a way for you. You don't know how he's going to do it, uh, but he's going to do it. And, and you know why I know that he's going to do it? Because he's opened doors for me. He, he's made a way for me. He, he's done exceeding and abundantly above all that I could ever ask, think, dream, or imagine. 
encouraging. It's not that I've never gone through any troubles. It's not that I've never gone through any trials, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed beg for bread. And God is not a respecter of persons. If he did it for me, if he did it for Pastor Zinzo, I'm here to declare to someone that he will do the same thing for you. If you believe it, give God some praise in this house. in the world did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego how in the world did they uh, receive this amazing miracle where they could be thrown into the fire and they're not killed how in the world is it that there were four strong men that carried them to the fire, and when they threw Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire, they were killed. That's what the pastor says. They were killed. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego lived with no smell of smoke upon them. How in the world is that possible? Turn to your neighbor and say, how is it possible? Uh, turn to your neighbor and say, I don't know. I don't know. Well, well no, no. T turn to your neighbor because, listen, you're, you, are, you are sitting next to a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How in the world did you go through that trouble? How did you go through that difficulty? How did you go through? Uh, turn to your neighbor and say, I don't look like what I've been through. So, so I, I have a, a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego anointing on the inside of me. I just didn't know that I have it. But I'm here to teach someone in this room because there's coming another time. There's coming another storm. There's coming another fire. And now you have to be prepared for what you are going to do. But not only that, but hear me, church. Turn to neighbor and say, you ought to be a teacher. Today, you're going to teach. You're going to learn something that you can teach someone else. So what did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego do? There are three things, there are three lessons that we can learn from this story. And then we're going to uh, pray. And then I'm going to get out your, your, your hair today. Whether it's your hair or you bought the hair. I'm going to get out of it. Or whether your hair is gone. Whether you lost it or whether you decide to shave it off. I'm going to get out of it. All right. All right, no, number one, number one, what can we learn from this story? Uh, how in the world did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, how did they uh, get to a place of, of destiny and faith and blessing? And how can we walk in that same anointing? Well, number one, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they realized that um, life and death is in the power of of their tongue. They, they realized that if they were going to get out of the situation that they're in, that they were going to have to open their big mouths and say something. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to say something. Ah, do I have time for this story? I'm going to have to. So I, 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 had, I had the privilege, I had the privilege of uh, you know, I pa we pastor a, a great church and I have some great members of our church and 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 one of the members of our church, um, his son, he, he, um, is a scout for the Patriots and so 
Uh, he was able to get me tickets for, I, I, I can get tickets if I want to, but it's hard because on Sundays I'm preaching all day. Uh, but, but, but during the playoff game, I was able to get two tickets to the Pittsburgh Steelers playoff game. It was, and so I, I, I took my son, I have a son who's 16 years old, and we're like best friends. We go out, and we hang out. He's a baller. He's a powerful man of God. So I took him to the game. And so, but it was so amazing. As we were walking to the stadium, it's almost like you heard, raise your hand if you've been to a Patriots game before. Uh, raise your hand if you've ever been to a playoff game before. It's nothing like it. As you're walking to the stadium, you can hear people shouting just during the warm-ups. I mean, as we were walking, it was a crowd of people uh, that, that had already, they'd been there for a long time. They, they had their church. You know, they were tailgating. They were drunk, but they were just shouting. They were, as we were walking, they were just shouting. They were just so excited. And as, and as we got into the, the, the stadium, we had great seats. And, I mean, the, the crowd was just roaring. The crowd was just going crazy. And, and it was amazing. And so at, 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 at one particular point of the game, uh, you know, this, uh, we, we, me and my son were sitting on the end of the row. And, and this gentleman came, came stumbling down at the end of my row. And when he got to me, he, he grabbed grabbed me and he said let's go patriots and he was all spitting and i was just kind of and i was just kind of like yeah and, and we were just yelling at each other like yeah let's go and and i i as i was thinking to myself i'm turning into a drunk old white man in this moment right here. So, so then he, he grabs me and he says, listen, guy, there's this, there's this guy on the end of our row. He's a Steelers fan. Can you believe it? And I'm like, what in the world is a Steelers fan doing here in the house of the Patriots, the city of champions? And he pulled me close. He said, listen, guy, by the end of this game, we're going to take him out. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to take him out. And then he pulled me even closer, and he said, can I count on you? And I said, you can count on me. And, and as he kind of stumbled down the steps, I kind of I thought to myself, what did I just agree to? Like, what? why did I agree to take another human being out? But then I realized that the atmosphere had created something. The atmosphere had created an expectation. And sometimes in that atmosphere, you can find yourself saying something that you would never say before. Pastor, what are you saying? What I'm saying, Impact Church, is that when you walk into this room, you are walking into this room and there's an expectation. There is a power. There is an anointing that is released in this room. And maybe there's a season that someone will walk up to you, stumble up to you because they're drunk in the spirit, and they will say, listen, I got a problem problem with cancer and I need someone to believe with me. Will you believe with me? And you will say, 
I'll believe with you. Let's take cancer out. I got a problem with my son. I got a problem with my daughter. I need someone to believe with me. I need someone to stand with me. And you will open your big mouth and say, I will stand with you. I will believe with you. Your son and your daughter will be saved. You open your big mouth and you give God praise. You open your big mouth and you make a declaration. You open your big mouth and you decree and declare that you serve a God that is able. Turn to neighbor and say, God is able. The declaration that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the thing that they said is they said that God is able. And I'm here to speak to someone that no matter what you're facing, you serve a God that is able. Number one. Number two. The second thing that you must understand is that not only is God able, but number two, God is willing. See, this is where, this is where many Christians, where, where, where we lose it. And it's the reason why we ask the questions, why would God, uh, why would God allow uh, bad things to happen to good people? We get lost in the corridor of recognizing that God is able, but is he willing? Yeah, God is, God is able to do it, but I don't know if he's willing to do it for me. And we find ourselves in the tension that the father found himself there in the gospels when he had a son that was that was paralyzed. He has a son that was that was demon possessed. And every now and then, uh, the this son would throw himself in the fire. And this this father went up to to Jesus and said, "You know, if you are willing, can, can you? If you are willing, can you? If 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 you have the ability, uh, can you can you heal my son?" And 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 Jesus looked at the father almost kind of. Uh, disappointed almost a little offended like like if I can if 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 I can I am the king of kings and the lord of lords I am the great I am I, I, I can do all things I got the whole world in the palm of my hands I am able to heal I am able to deliver I'm able to save I'm able to set the captives free and at that moment the father was like no 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 sorry man sorry Jesus no 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 no, no disrespect no 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 disrespect I, I believe that you're able but help me overcome my unbelief that you're willing so I'm here to remind someone in this room that yes we serve a God that is able but you also serve a God that is willing he's not holding your sins against you he's not punishing you he's not mad at you you serve a God that is willing, mighty to heal, mighty to save, mighty to deliver, mighty to bless you. Actually, he's looking for an opportunity to bless you, and I'm here to remind you that he's willing to do it. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego decreed and declared, God is able. They shouted, we serve a God that is willing. But then number three, they looked in the face of their oppressor. They looked in the face of the demonic attack and maybe even a world system. And they said, but even if he does not, 
the reason why we won't bow down is because we believe in the sovereignty of God. That even if we die, that God will get the glory. That if I perish, I perish. But I cannot bow down. I cannot give up. I cannot lose heart. I cannot grow weary in doing well. For my season is coming. I trust in the sovereignty of God. Whatever you hit us bowed and every eye closed, you may be in this room and you're facing a fire. You're facing a challenge. Maybe sickness in your body, maybe a challenge in your marriage, maybe something going on with your children, maybe something happening in your business. Maybe even when you look at the, the news, whether Fox News, whether CNN, whether MSNBC, whatever it is, you are fearful and you're facing a fire. And the Lord sent me here today to encourage you and to remind you that he's able, that he's willing. your hands like this. You don't have to raise them all the way up. Just like this. So Father, in this moment, that are in this room. We thank you that a faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. And Father, we, we want you to trust us. We want you to use us. Father, I pray for the multiplication of souls in this house. And I thank you that every person under the sound of my voice, that they will be a tree planted by the rivers of living water. And you will multiply them for the advancement of your kingdom. release a harvest of blessing in this room. And Father, I cancel the assignment of debt in this room. And I pray, Lord, for the favor of God. Thank you for the multiplication of millionaires in this church.
thank you that this house will be a house full of favor. And you will bless us abundantly. Seal this word and this encounter with your presence with confirmation with your grace in Jesus name can, can, can you be seated for, for a moment uh, uh, Pastor Zenzo do, do you mind if I, um, I I can do an altar call well, every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Every time I get an opportunity to preach, I never want to miss an opportunity to, to give someone an opportunity to give their life to Jesus because it's, it's, the, it's the heartbeat of, of, my, of my heart and my life. And, and the reason why it's so near and dear to me is because somebody prayed for me and someone waited for me and someone took the time to present the gospel of Jesus Christ to me. So maybe you're in this room and while every head is bowed and every eye is closed, and if you're in this house and you're already saved, come on, start to pray. Start to pray. Because there's some people in this room that are in the valley of decision. And you're here in this room. And if you died today, you don't know where you'd spend eternity. And I just want to offer to you a Jesus that loves you unconditionally. He's not holding your sins against you. There's nothing that you could ever do that would make him stop loving you. And God sent his son, Jesus Christ, on the earth to die for you and for me. Maybe you're in this room. You've never accepted him as your personal Lord and Savior. But you want to. Heaven is real. And hell is real. Anyone tells you anything differently, tell them they haven't read the Bible. So if you're in this room and you want to ask Jesus Christ to come live in your heart, just raise your hand. God bless you. I see that hand, my brother. I see that hand. I just, just raise it high. Raise it high. If you can turn the, the lights up just a bit so I can see. Just a little. Just raise your hands high. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand all over the building. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, my son. Every hand raised, I see. I see my daughter. I see my son. I see my cousin that I've been praying for. Maybe you're in this room. If you lifted your hand, you can put it down. Maybe you're in this room. 